0: The program producer or sponsor, and not those of NRG Media, LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. We have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope it's going well for you. It's going great for me. Already out enjoying the beautiful weather. Fantastic that the show now is over the noon hour so I can do that. But already got in my two and a half miles of running because active is in. So I encourage you to take advantage of uh This wonderful weather before it goes away and gets cold. Top headline this week. On with the theme we've talked about many times before. Got to hammer it away. AMA, the American Medical Association, saying insurance mergers could hurt competition in 154 metropolitan areas. Really? We've only been saying that for the past three months. But they did release their study. And zeroing in on the Anthem-Signum merger and the Aetna-Humana merger, saying that in across 23 states, competition would go down because there is less carriers shrinking down to three. And so that's going to have a huge impact on competition, or a lack of competition, rather, in that the, quote, health insurance markets is not in the best interest of patients or physicians according to the president of the AMA, Stephen J. Stack. That on Becker's Hospital Review last week at the end of the week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but I caught that earlier. Another story here for you to uh, pay attention to is on the issue of, let's see if I can pull it up, (laughs) 1095 forms. Survey time, folks. I will give... uh, Free lunch uh, at Goldberg's if you can uh, pick the correct answer, and I will give you the answer at the end of the program. But let's give you a scenario. We've been hammering home these reporting requirements for businesses that begins at the beginning of next year, or, yeah, really in the first quarter. And the issue that we're concerned about is um, if people are going to be able to figure it out. The IRS itself is saying that it's going to take... uh, between 15 minutes and a half hour per employee, and every employee has to get a form. And you'll see here in this story, uh, they might get more than one form, and the penalty for not complying is $250 per form on the business. So it's something that needs to be taken very, very seriously. So quiz time, folks. Which form, 1095 form, will Jim receive? And here's his scenario. Jim worked for a company, and this is on Insure Blog. I encourage you to check them out. They're pretty funny. Jim worked for a company with less than 50 employees at the start of 2015. He received insurance benefits from his firm's fully insured contract through Aetna. He was let go in May and had to purchase a plan through healthcare.gov or face paying a tax. Then in August, he was offered a position with a Fortune 500 company that has thousands of employees and an employer-sponsored insurance package. Now he's preparing for the upcoming tax season and is confused. About which forms he will be receiving? Uh, will Jim receive a a 1095A form, b a 1095B form, c a 1095C form, or d all of the above? 4023421290. If you know the answer, again, will he receive uh, the 1095A form? That's your if you want to say a. If you want to say b, it's the 1095B. C is 1095C or d all of the above. And again. I read you Jim's scenario, so I will give you that answer at the bottom of the hour. Let's take a look at uh, another thing that's looming on um, on the horizon for employers, and that's this uh, employer, uh, 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 I guess it's kind of a version of the alternative minimum tax is kind of turning out to be that way, and this is going to have a lot of impact on people, especially potentially if they have family coverage because that can get awfully costly in 2018, a 40% excise tax will be imposed on plans that exceed predetermined uh, dollar amounts limited uh, in the Affordable Care Act. Employers and their benefit advisors have already begun to take steps to mitigate this so-called Cadillac tax exposure. But here are um, eight strategies that uh, you can do. Number one, and this is uh, you can read this on an employee benefit advisor. It's a nice news source. Uh, for you if you're in HR or if you're in the insurance industry. One strategy people are doing uh, to avoid this tax, this is a big deal, folks, and this is actually going to be on the horizon uh, this fall. If Congress is going to uh, do, do some action, we're going to be having the budget showdown again. At least we're having a budget, by the way. But the Cadillac tax, I'm told, is going to be something that might potentially be on the Uh, docket, so to speak. One strategy employers are using right now because we can't really depend on Congress to do anything is reduce medical plan design value. That's one thing that uh, Wells Fargo Insurance, and this is some of the strategies that they're they're doing. However, employers need to be careful. They don't reduce the plan designs so much that they are so low and therefore do not reach the uh, actuarial minimum value standard. Uh, of the ACA's employer pay or play mandate. Kind of a precarious situation there. Number two, they can uh, try other plans such as wellness, reduction in size, and um, promotion of medical tourism to less costly employers. Number three, they could increase health and productivity measures. I, I'm in favor of that, and that's something that Edie Bellis helps employers do. Another way to reduce costs is improving the health of the covered population by investing in robust wellness and care management programs, along with um, data warehousing tools, and so on and so forth. And like I said, this organization that, I, that I've that I run, this is just kind of a thing for fun that we do to help people understand what's happening in the industry. But this is something that we really do. We have a comprehensive wellness analytics platform that can completely uh, go in and look at your whole workforce uh, for a per-employee annual fee and completely analyze them, take their uh, necessary um, measurements and really give you an understanding of how the health of your workforce really affects the bottom line, because it really does. And now that this Cadillac tax is coming, and again, we've spoke about this on the program before, that's an approach that's probably your best bet, because you don't really want to give your employees less uh, by reducing it. Another, uh, managing funds of their HSA uh, pl- based plans, as of now, pre-contributions to HSAs will count towards the tax calculations. That's a big problem f- with this whole Cadillac tax. The IRS kind of just threw that in there. I don't know if uh, policymakers, when they passed it, really understood um, the implications that would come. But it's uh, it's affecting HSAs and employers um, eliminating HSA. Uh, furthers the uh, reduction of uh, design value that we've we've talked about. But again, these HSAs are pretty popular, and so I think they need to, uh, and if they do, I think Congress will take a look at um, using that, that, that HSA because several of the Republican candidates are talking about uh, how we need to have more HSA plans, but they're kind of in an uh, awkward position because these HSAs are counting towards this Cadillac tax. So really need to to fix it uh, at the core. Number three, optimize their rate plan tiers. Um, Many plans have rates on three or four tier basis, and thus uh, that costs more. Uh, They're looking to just do two tiers, self-only and other than self-only. That's going to have an impact on um, certain families, depending on their situation. Uh, They could also restrict spousal coverage. Unfortunately, that's a big thing that's happening. A lot of employers are or stop covering spouses. So what we might see is, or we are seeing, is one parent on um, that their their work plan, and then the, the rest of the family might be on Obamacare or the other spouse's uh, work plan, and that really doesn't solve the problem. And then finally, um, have employees uh, pay accepted benefits on a post-tax basis, and that kind of dis- defeats the whole purpose of uh, uh, tax incentives uh, for employers. And, uh, and really employees. I guess here's the bottom line I'm trying to make here. This thing is essentially becoming a disaster for the healthcare consumer because every way you look at it, whether it's the federal government through the Affordable Care Act, there is uh, limits in uh, networks, there's limits in choice. The, the uh, benefits, while they have a standard set of benefits, insurance companies are figuring out how to go just far enough to stay within the constraints of the law, but not cover as much, and that means higher deductibles. It looks like there's going to be potentially higher deductibles now coming from uh, some employers should they meet the Cadillac tax. And so I think there really needs to be, obviously, a fundamental um, change uh, to this legislation. Of course, they would have to figure out um, what's actually in it because I still don't think they've read it, but that's okay. When we come back, I'm going to uh, take a look at some, some delivery reforms in the law and we're going to uh, play an awesome interview uh, for you of a company here locally that has a national impact uh, we're going to go back into the archives from season two to play in our uh, interview of a company looking to solve this uh, readmission challenge that's coming as a result of these delivery system reforms and we'll take a look at those first and then play that interview and then a little bit later in the show I'm going to uh, give you a little humor the top 30 chart fails 30 actual sentences uh that uh I guess medical providers made a little error in their English but I'm going to read them to you and they they are pretty funny this is america's healthcare challenge check us out on healthreformexplained.com and we'll be right back on this program